Divisions in Israel over the war in Gaza have been highlighted in the country's parliament today, the Knesset. Families of Israeli hostages who are still being held in Gaza have broken through security and stormed a finance meeting. Well, they were protesting that the finance committee was actually sitting, deliberating, while their children were still in captivity. We're shouting shame on you and demanding that the committee members get up and act. The families called for the government to do more to secure the release of their loved ones. The protest highlights growing domestic dissent in Israel about the war with Hamas that's now in its fourth month. Well, it comes as Palestinians in southern Gaza say the Israeli bombardment is the most intense they've experienced since the war began. The Gaza Health Ministry says that 190 Palestinians have been killed in the last 24 hours. Well, let's go live to Jerusalem and to our Middle East correspondent, Mark Lowen. And Mark, let's start with those events in the Knesset. Uh, Joseph, give us a sense of how much pressure Benjamin Netanyahu is now coming under from hostage families. I think uh, pretty significant pressure, Matthew, and growing by the day. Uh, this was uh, quite dramatic scenes, although the, um, the numbers themselves were quite small. But the fact that these uh, that these family members uh, managed to get into that uh, fi finance committee meeting, I mean, we think actually they were probably invited by another committee into the Knesset. And then once they finished their appearance, they then sort of pushed through security into the finance committee. Uh, uh, you can just see the depth of emotion. I mean, one, one person shouted, we won't let you breathe until our kids come back. Another held a placard saying you will not sit here while they die there. There is a real sense from many of the relatives of the 130 or so hostages who are still not back here in Israel, unknown how many of them are dead, uh, that the, the government is not doing enough to prioritise their release. And last night, on, on Sunday night, Benjamin Netanyahu gave a, a, a press conference in which he said he would flatly reject any hostage release deal that uh, would uh, ensure that Hamas uh, allow, w w could, could regroup in, in Gaza, uh, that Israel would have to withdraw its uh, troops and that would allow Palestinian prisoners to be released from Israeli jails. He said he would not strike a deal with, as he, w as he put it, those Hamas monsters. So, uh, you know, he is determined to push on with this offensive with the aim, in his words, of complete destruction of Hamas. Uh, but the families of the hostages and and many Israelis, in fact, the majority of Israelis, according to opinion polls, feel that the priority needs to be the release of those hostages. And Mark, let's turn to events on the ground because reports from southern Gaza from some people saying it's the most intense bombardment they've seen since the, the war actually began. Yeah, I mean, the, the health ministry in Gaza, run by Hamas, has said that uh, 50 people were killed in overnight bombing um, and 100 people injured in around Khan Yunis. Uh, there is intense uh, bombardment now, aerial and naval, around Khan Yunis, which is where Israel believes the top Hamas commanders are holed up. Uh, it is focusing also around a couple of hospitals in the south, one of which has been stormed, with uh, Israeli troops uh, arresting the medics uh, or taking them in for questioning, the medics inside that hospital, and another one one, uh, it has been surrounded, we understand, by Israeli tanks. Uh, Israel insists, of course, that medical facilities are being used by Hamas uh, to launch attacks against Israeli soldiers. That is something that is denied by uh, the medics and by and by the authorities down in Gaza. Uh, but uh, there is a real sense that, that the South, of course, remains the focus of the military activity. And that is that from, from Khan Yunis, uh, more and more refugees are moving even further south to Rafah. Rafah is right on the, on the border with Egypt. 
Egypt, and that is where the vast majority of Gazans are now taking refuge. It is a city that before the war had a population of around 280,000, now has about 1.3 or 1.4 million people sheltering there. That gives you a sense of, of, of the sort of uh, the inundation of people who have gone down to Rafa. And the BBC has now estimated that about 75% of Khan Yunis, which is the main city in southern Gaza, is now under Israeli control. Mark Lowen there in Jerusalem. Thanks very much. Well, I've been speaking to Moshe Levy, whose brother-in-law is one of the hostages being held in Gaza. And I started by asking for his reaction to those scenes in the Knesset and whether he shared their frustration. Yes, uh, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the families and, and we communicate all the time. This weekend was very intense um, ever since um, Hamas published another psychological warfare video on Friday. Uh, it led to a lot of frustration, anger, sadness among the families. And, and so today, every Monday, families of hostages go to the Knesset, to Parliament, to go to the different committees. One of the committees, the Finance Committee, uh, there was an issue of entering. So families uh, decided to, to enter without a permission and voice their pain. Um, I spoke with, with one of them earlier today. Um, and, and I understand the reasons why they did it. They want the committees to continue discussing the issues of the hostages. Can you also see why they're questioning the basic strategy, the notion of maximum force to get more hostage releases, except it hasn't yielded anything and there's a growing frustration among some of the family members about the basic strategy here? Yeah, I think there, there are varying um, opinions among the families about the strategy, about the policy of the government. And this weekend we saw uh, several rallies, one of which was held in front of the prime minister's residence in Caesarea. Um, I, I understand why there is criticism of, of the policy. As you said, it didn't yield the results we wanted. Hostages are not returning home. Um, and then we received news about um, killed hostages every week. Uh, and so we, we beg and we don't beg, we demand the government to take our voices into account and ensure that the policy they implement in the Gaza Strip uh, ensure that hostages return home. That needs to be the short term goal of the government uh, and of this operation, uh, irrespective of the long term goal of dismantling Hamas. I'll come back to that point in a moment, but let me ask you when and what you've heard most recently about your brother-in-law. So the last we've heard about my brother-in-law was in, in late November from one of the hostages who was released. He was alive then, but, but sadly we have no news about him or about any of the hostages um, held captive by Hamas. I wish I, I had a better answer, but the ISIS is not allowed to visit them. We don't receive proof of life. Uh, and the Israeli authorities do all they can to provide us information, but obviously that's limited to an extent because of security concerns. Um, and Hamas will, will not provide us that information. All they do is provide psychological warfare videos, um, as they did last weekend and then on Friday. President Biden's Middle East coordinator is now in Cairo trying to make progress on all of this. Uh, U.S. officials were reported as saying one of the further complications is that Hamas's demand is for a, a permanent ceasefire for any further hostage releases. Is that, in your view, a price worth paying? Uh, I, 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 I'm not responsible for making that decision. Um, I think 
Israel has it's a viable interest that it needs to preserve. Um, if I look outside as an analyst, let's say, rather than a family member, and I understand uh, the, the complexity, the geopolitical complexities that the government is facing, I think that um, we, we cannot allow Hamas to remain in power in the Gaza Strip after this operation, after this war, for the mere fact they committed to continue um, doing October 7 over and over again. Um, and so, I hope the, the different stakeholders will be able to bring both Israel and Hamas and their accomplices closer in the negotiations. It seems like there are different proposals. Yes. Um, families met the prime minister today, and he said that Israel provided a counter proposal over this weekend. Um, he couldn't elaborate about it. And we hope that proposal will bring about some progress in negotiations. A final question then, because we're seeing a real intensification in terms of the intensity of attacks in the south around Khan Yunis. How difficult, how excruciating is it for families every single day to, to watch events on the ground when they have no idea if their loved ones are in that vicinity? I think it's, it's difficult. Um, generally, we don't want to witness uh, war and suffering uh, in our region. So it's difficult to, to see it, difficult to read the news, difficult to wake up every morning worrying to, that we hear about a, a loved one of us um, being uh, killed, whether those who are held hostage, like my brother-in-law, uh, soldiers on the ground. And I have compassion to any non-combatant who is involved in, in the middle of this fight. Um, uh, it's difficult. Uh, and I don't trust Hamas to be a good faith uh, partner in, in solving this crisis. The opposite. They're doing the opposite. Um, they already killed a few of the hostages and release videos that really make our life very excruciating. I hope this will end soon um, for the sake of everyone. Uh, but I understand that it cannot end without the release of the hostages, without the dismantling of Hamas. Ashley Levy talking to me a little earlier on the programme.